Welcome to Live Prayer. I am Bill Keller. Good to be with you on this Wednesday evening. Pray you had a wonderful day today. It's good to be back together once again. If you're new to the program, you're watching Live Prayer. We come to you live in living color every Monday through Friday, 11 to midnight, Eastern Daylight Time. By the way, that's about to change over the weekend, but we'll talk about that later in the week. <laughs> and wherever you're watching me tonight throughout this great land of ours, from sea to shining sea, from border to border, thank you for tuning in. Friends in other far-off great lands, welcome to you as well. Once again, I'm Bill Keller, founder of LivePrayer.com, world's largest interactive Christian website, reach a little over two and a half million folks each and every day via the internet. Please check us out online. Web address coming up on your screen, LivePrayer.com, LivePrayer.com. Please check it out. So I pray you had a good Wednesday today as we're working our way through another week. By the way, quick uh, little information. Uh, we were having some problems the last couple of weeks with archiving the Roku uh, programs. In other words, the live programs on Roku every night, no problem. But it wasn't archiving the programs. It usually keeps, I think, the last five. So... Um, they're working on, it might be working as of tonight, so they should start archiving again. I apologize to our Roku viewers. Uh, like I said, there was some kind of a technical glitch that our uh, techs have worked on. Also, for about maybe three or four days, we had a problem with the podcast, which is audio only, but that's back up again. You can go to Spotify or Apple iTunes, the two biggest podcast uh, platforms. Just type in your search engine live prayer, we'll pop up. And again, it's the audio portion of this program. It's usually up a couple hours after each night's program is uh, finished. And uh, that will, uh, for people that maybe uh, it's a little more convenient way for you to uh, get the program and get the information, I uh, want to let you know that that's back up and running uh, perfectly again. All right. All right. Four things I actually do for me each night of the program. First, pray for me and the program. I appreciate that more than you know. Second, Continue to encourage people, you know, to sign up for the free Live Prayer Daily Devotional. It's our main ministry tool. It's free like everything at Live Prayer. It'll show up in their email every morning. Uh, about a three to four minute read each day. Great way to stay plugged into the Lord each day. All they have to do is go to our homepage, liveprayer.com, upper right hand corner. Click on the sign up link. A couple pieces of basic information and they'll be all set. Third, of course, is this TV program. We don't have an advertising budget, but... I've got something better. I've got you. You know what this program's about. You can t tell people about this program probably better than I can. So uh, encourage people, you know, to watch us. And again, don't forget, every platform we're on, uh, it's available for on-demand viewing. I would say each night, probably about 20%, maybe 25% of our audience uh, is live each night. The other 75 watch the program over the next 
24 to 36 hours on demand. And again, all of our platforms have the program for on-demand viewing once it's over. We're live on Facebook, but it's available on our timeline right after it's over. Live on Twitter, on our timeline right, right after it's over. I mentioned Roku. Uh, that, that glitch should be fixed, so it's not only live on Roku, but the previous few programs should be available on the timeline. And then we're also on uh, Gab, uh, for on-demand only on Gab. Cloud Hub, we're live, and we're uh, also on demand after it's over. What else we got? We got uh, True Patriots Network is uh, on demand. Uh, Getter, on demand. Sovereign Media, on demand. True Social, on demand. Uh, Frank Speech, good old Mike Lindell's uh, TV network, we're on demand there. Okay, so... Uh, Pretty much every platform uh, out there, we're, we're up at uh, Telegram. We've got live for Telegram channel. We're on demand there. So. Only place we're not on is YouTube. After 17 years, they uh, decided that I was too much of a hateful person to be on their platform. So after 17 years of YouTube, which I haven't changed my content one bit. So anyway, let's have a word of prayer and get started. We've got a lot of ground to cover tonight. Father... Thank you for tonight. Thank you for this wonderful opportunity to gather together in your name, people of like mind, of like heart, gathering together to hear the things we need to hear, understand the things we need to understand. I thank you for my dear friends who joined me tonight, and I just pray for them and their families, God, and I just pray that your, their every need be met for your glory. Thank you for this wonderful day. We've enjoyed the blessings you've bestowed upon us. And now we commit this hour to you. Use it for your glory. We ask and pray in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Uh, let me start with speak, Speaker Mike Johnson. I am finding it fascinating. And this is a case lesson. Something I've been trying to get people to understand for decades. The hatred people have for Christians. Now, we are seeing the unmasking of the hatred people have for the Jewish people right now, both here and abroad. I want to submit to you tonight that that same hatred exists for Christians. And I'm not talking about people who just identify as Christians. I'm talking about real people who have given their heart and life to Jesus by faith, who believe the Bible is the inspired and errant word of God, representing absolute truth, our final authority in all matters people who live by a biblical worldview, okay? Those people are hated amongst the masses. And Speaker Mike Johnson has been a great example of that. Uh, the media calls him a Christian nationalist. Okay, now, of course, they're not trying to uh, give him a compliment. That's a, that's a pejorative. That's like, that's like a curse word. The, and, 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 the, and the latest one that they're using, and this is the one they hit with me with all the time, you're a Christian fundamentalist. Now, a Christian fundamentalist is a person who believes, again, that the Bible is the inspired and errant word of God. It represents absolute truth, and it's our final authority in all matters. That's what a Christian fundamentalist And yes, I am guilty as charged. Thank you, Jesus. And I pray... Everybody watching this program tonight 
would also be found guilty of being a Christian fundamentalist. Because the fact is, that's what being a Christian is all about. Now, of course, we've got the watering down of the church out there. We've got fake churches that uh, engage and promote gross sins like homosexuality, uh, same-sex marriage, abortion, and every other kind of sin you can name. Those, those, those are not churches, per se. The people that believe that certainly aren't Christians. Listen, you don't get to pick and choose what to believe. Back in the old days, for people maybe in my age area, uh, we used to have these things called smorgasbords. Remember those? Smorgasbords. Probably the closest thing we have to a smorgasbord today is uh, the Chinese buffets. You know? Listen, when you're a Christian, it's not a smorgasbord. It's not a buffet. You can't say, well, I like the egg roll, but I don't like the wonton soup. You know, I like the, I, I, I like the uh, chop suey, but I don't like the Kung Pao chicken. Christianity doesn't work like that. You don't get to pick and choose. God said it. And if you're really a Christian, this is what you believe. It's not, a for, it's not a for debate. You don't get to sit there and debate God. Well, God, I really don't like this. I don't want to believe this. So that is what threatens these people, that they have a belief system, a faith, something greater than themselves, and it drives the non-Christian crazy, and the media is all over Mike. Now, here's the latest one that they're hammering Johnson for. Wait to hear this one. Apparently, he is the out of the four hundred and thirty-five members of the House, he is the he is the either the four hundred and thirty-fifth or the four hundred thirty-fourth poorest member in the House. In other words, he is not. He, he's been in Congress what seven to six years. He hasn't been using his position as a congressman to feather his own nest. I mean, so Nancy Pelosi came in. With a minimal net worth, she's what ninety million dollars now. You got that wackadoodle Maxine Waters. You know she came to Congress with nothing. She's worth tens of millions of dollars, and it goes on and on and on. They are now ripping Mike Johnson because he doesn't have any money. Matter of fact, he's got a negative net worth when you factor in the mortgage on his house, and they and they are literally ripping him from one side to another. Now, let me tell you the foundation of their anger that Mike Johnson's not rich. Mike Johnson is a constitutional specialist. Instead of going to work for a big law firm and making a bunch of money, Mike Johnson instead went to work for Christian organizations that were defending Christians in areas like abortion and LGBTQ rights areas and things like that. In other words, he was one of these very intelligent attorneys that worked for some of these great Christian legal ministries that do a lot of pro bono work for Christians in trouble, uh, Christian schools, churches, right? And he... Those lawyers really do not. I know men, I've got many friends in some of those organizations. These are guys that could make 
two, three hundred grand a year at a at a law firm, a secular law firm, but their calling is in that in that field of labor to defend Christians from this world. And that's what Mike did. And that's that's why Mike Johnson wasn't rich when he came into Congress. And he hasn't used his position in Congress to enrich himself. And it's driving them crazy. Matter of fact, the media considers Mike Johnson a dangerous extremist. <laughs> Unbelievable. Let me talk to you for a second about Elon Musk. I've been very upfront about Elon Musk. For people that have been watching the program, uh, a little over a year ago, he bought Twitter. I told you in the run-up, because it was really a 50-50 deal whether he was going to go through with it. And I told you that if he did go through it buying Twitter, um, it will be interesting to see how much he exposes of the dark world of social media, especially their relationship with the federal government, who in essence is their silent business partner. That's just a fact. And we know that now, not just from the Twitter files, but some various lawsuits that came out of Missouri and Louisiana, where we know that the government, and there's court cases going on right now, have an incredible influence over what these social media companies will put on their platforms. And Twitter was no different. Now, I, I also warned, I also told you back when this was going down that if he did buy Twitter and he did expose this, they were going to come after him with both feet on his head. Um, he did buy it, as we know. He did expose, I would say, 50%. But he definitely exposed enough. He let enough information, internal information, into the public to verify what we all knew, that Twitter was basically a tool of the government and a tool of the liberal left and the Democratic Party, okay? We knew that, but this was absolute proof. He was on with Joe Rogan the other day. He said the same thing. He said Twitter was nothing but a government tool like Pravda and the Pravda uh, uh, media organization is to the Russian government, totally controlled by the government, right? Uh, it was censoring uh, Republicans and conservatives to a 10 to 1 margin over Democrats and progressives. Okay. Again, things we knew, but he did he he did expose it. Now, I have always said, as long as he's still got ex FBI, CIA, Homeland Security, other government agencies, ex government officials, especially in the executive suite of Twitter, which he does, you're never going to know a hundred percent of this relationship. And I guarantee you it's worse than you can imagine. He has not got rid of these people. But I give him credit because he, he did expose, and, and, and again, because of that, the mainstream corporate press hates him, and the government's coming after him. They're coming after Tesla. They're coming after his uh, SpaceX rocket company. 
They're coming after his Starlink, his uh, satellite internet thing, and all the other various uh, operations that Musk is running. Uh, the government is coming after him criminally in many cases. So we will see how all that shakes out. But I told you that if he did buy it and he did start exposing what was really going on between Twitter and the government, as it is, and, and, and listen, whatever was going on Twitter goes on at Facebook, it goes on in Google, it goes on in Instagram, it goes on YouTube, all these other social media platforms, all right? So the government's coming down on him hard, but uh, Musk is a Musk kind of an interesting guy. Now, because his car company is basically lock solid tied to China, the fact is his net worth, his, his wealth is tied to China. Musk is pro-China. He's got no choice. His entire fortune and his main business, his Tesla company, is totally plugged into China. Okay, I've talked to you about he's got this Neuralink company with the where they want to put the computer chip to the brain. That's not good. He's an atheist. Okay, so he's kind of a mixed bag, but he was. For whatever, you know, I mean, from a very righteous standpoint, I believe, at least when it came to exposing Twitter and the whole social media platforms, he's done a great service, I believe, to uh, to the country and to the world uh, because it it is now no longer a question of the uh, relationship between our government and these major operations. Um, but I got a lot of stuff to get to. Just take a breath, take a breath. Oh, let me talk to you real quick about these things. A couple things. TikTok. If you got kids or grandkids, get that off of their phone. That's going to be easier said than done because these kids are addicted to this. TikTok is a digital sewer. Um, it is primarily geared to a 30 and under audience. Its main audience, to be blunt with you, is probably 10 to 20. That's the bulk of their audience. And it was in, listen, China's not stupid. They're flooding our country with fentanyl to kill 100,000 plus of our citizens every year. Okay, They unleashed the Chinese flu on the world, specifically at this country, I guarantee you. It was used to keep Donald Trump from being reelected. That was a Chinese operation. All right. And TikTok. They are literally trying to control the minds of the younger generations with this with this platform. It is pro-drug use. Now there's a lot of things on there. There's goofy videos. TikTok is basically short videos. Okay. It's perfect for the younger age because these videos are 15 seconds or so. That's it. And it's on to the next one. And they'll sit there watch one after another, after another, after another. I mean, it's digital crap, literally. And again, they got funny videos on there. They got animal stuff on there. They got cooking on there. But they also have a lot of pro-drug use content on there. 
they have an incredible amount of pro-Hamas, anti-Israel content on there now. As a matter of fact, the pro-Hamas versus pro-Israel content is about 10 to 1. In other words, for every one pro-Israel video clip, there's 10 pro-Hamas clips, okay? They're very pro-Biden, anti-Trump, okay? And the Biden administration is very plugged into TikTok. Do you remember near the end of Trump's administration, you had January 6th, you had all these things that were blowing up because he was trying to get rid of TikTok, if you remember. He wanted banned. And he had a pretty good groundswell of support to get that done. But then lost the election, had no really political clout to do it, January 6th and everything. And when Biden got in, they, they stopped that right away because they've been using TikTok, again, to push propaganda out to the younger generation. And by the way, the parent company of TikTok is called ByteDance, which is, again, a Chinese company. They spend already this year, in just the first three quarters, $8 million in lobbying money. Okay, because they know that there's a lot of people like myself, warning people out there about this, about this uh, very dangerous app for kids. And it's not just that. you got to understand something. If that app is on your kid's phone, they have sucked out every ounce of information on your kid's phone. Okay? China, is, they're masters at this. It, 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 it's, like a, it's like a digital spy. And it's sucking out anything on your kid's phone, anything, pictures, whatever. China's got it, my friend. That's just a fact. China's got it. In addition to pushing the pro-Biden stuff, they push a lot of the sex stuff and the sexual deviant stuff on there. Again, geared to kids, grooming kids. I know people are upset about these teachers grooming kids. Well, you got an app from China that's grooming your kids too. It's uh, Now, there's a TikTok China version too. Okay? Oh, but it has none of the content that the TikTok, that the American version has. The China version is pro-education, pro-China, no sex stuff on there, no Western culture stuff on there, and kids in China are limited to how many hours a week they can even be on their screens. People are not stupid. You know, in, in the, if, if you go back through the thousands of years of Chinese history, one of the worst times in Chinese history was the, was the opium era, where literally the entire population became addicted to opium. And uh, they vowed never again. That's why if you're caught dealing drugs, they'll send all the fentanyl in the world to, to, to Mexico to, 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 in partnership with the cartels to get it into our country. But if you're caught selling drugs in China, you're done, man. They, they put you to death. You're dead. No jail. They just, they just kill you. So TikTok. Big, big, big warning. Got kids, grandkids. Nieces, nephews, you need to do what you can.
Oh, one last uh, little tidbit on the main shooter from a couple weeks ago. Don't forget, he had the uh, massive hearing loss about a, a year before all this went down. Uh, ended up with these high-powered hearing aids that he said was putting, you know, talking to him. He was hearing things in his head. But don't forget, he was also dealing with mental illness. He was uh, committed for two weeks. God only knows what kind of powerful psychedelic drugs that they were using on this guy to try to treat and monitor his mental illness. So you got a guy that's hearing things on God only knows what kind of drugs. Because I was looking for that specifically the other day in the police report and they have refused to release any of that type of information as far as what kind of medication he was on. Because I promise you, he was on some serious medication. So, I mean, you put all those things together, I mean, it's not a shock that, you know, he went out and did what he did. Terrible. Uh, COVID... The new booster from Pfizer, they have, they, they've got two main products. They've got the COVID booster, and they've got that Paxlovid, which they were pushing as a cure for people with, with COVID. Now, Paxlovid proved to be very dangerous, very uns, unsafe, not effective at all, but they, they never stopped pushing it. Anyway, the public is wising up because... Pfizer just had a massive third quarter loss of about six or seven billion dollars. People have totally, like I told you the other night, less than three percent have taken this new COVID booster. So, at least people waking up. Now, let me tell you this one. We just found out that Mengele Fauci the godfather of the Chinese flu, the one who promoted the creation of it, the one who financed it, the one who shipped it off to that Wuhan Institute of Virology to, 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 to finish his experiments on, right? We now find out that he was getting bats from a Maryland zoo not far from Camp David they were being shipped to a, a lab in Montana where they were doing gain-of-function research, infected, infecting these bats with coronavirus in Montana. Unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. This man belongs in a prison. In a prison. The trial of Sam Bankman Friedman, that uh, con artist, uh, uh, crypto guy, he's done. He, 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 they, they got all of his uh, partners to flip on him. Uh, he took the stand in his own defense, just got destroyed by the prosecution. If I don't know. I mean, I know the total potential prison time is like 110 years. I don't think he's going to get that. I got to tell you something. I'll be, I, the jury starts deliberating on Thursday. Uh, they started closing arguments today. I think they finish up tomorrow. 
Then they start delivering Thursday. Well, Thursday, that's tomorrow. Okay, Thursday, they start delivering. I got to be honest with you. I don't believe, I, I, I will be shocked if this jury deliberates for more than four hours. Now, there's a lot of complex issues here, but the case is, it's like Bernie Madoff. It's very cut and dry. That's why Bernie Madoff never went to trial because there's no way, no way to beat these cases. And uh, I got I to gotta believe that he's looking at, if I had to guess, you know, I'll just, I'm thinking 30 years. I'm thinking 30 years. I, 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 I will be very surprised if he gets less than 30 years. And his parents are just as culpable. I think they're going to be looking at jail time down the road once they get him taken care of. Just a total scam. By the way, speaking of that, we now find out that the Biden White House, the Biden administration, they had been pushing all of the levers, and we knew this, but we know now for a fact, because we got documentation, they've been pushing all the levers on all of these Trump legal uh, fights that he's in right now. All of them. Matter of fact, they were stripping Trump of various security clearances, something that never happens to a former president, so that they could go after him on these document cases. They work with the National Archivist and the Department of Justice. We've got the emails now. Worked with them before the raid on Mar-a-Lago to set that up, and then they continued to work with the archivists and the DOJ before the indictments came out. The White House has been running this whole show. Running this whole show. No surprise. No surprise. Can I tell you something? Let, let me just get this off my chest. If God sees fit to put Trump back in the White House, he will be then in control of all the documents in the federal agencies. The problem he had last time, he didn't have pure loyalists in all these departments and they were stonewalling him from getting documents he should have been able to get in five minutes. He knows the game this time. He's going to have critical loyalists in all these major departments, AG, FBI, um, you name it. Every cabinet secretary is going to be a hardcore Trump loyalist. Okay, And they're going to come in with fire in their eyes. Because here's what, here's what they're going to have to do. They're going to have to get into every one of these departments, every one of them, including the White House, including the Department of Justice, including the FBI, you know, including the uh, Commerce Department, Secretary of the Treasury, all these departments. they got to go in there and start going through all the documents from the Biden era, era okay? And then they need to put a DOJ task force together and criminally charge Christopher Ray, A.G. Garland, his number two, Lisa Monica, Mayorkas, Sullivan, Jake Sullivan, the national security guy, Blinken, Secretary of State, and Victoria Newland. See, they can't just do Blinken. They need to get this, the power behind Blinken, which is Victoria Newland. And the entire Biden family. Indict them all. Because here's the thing. 
once they have all those documents and they're in their control, they can then go under all these people I just named and initially indict two or three layers under them. Okay? Just like a mafia case. Two or three layers under them. Matter of fact, Rudy cleaned out all five families. I know some people have different opinions. Heck, I'd put Rudy on as a special advisor because, you know, this is what he made his bones on, right? Before being mayor. Indict two or three layers under these people I named. Put them in a place where they're going to have no choice but to flip. And you can come you can come up with all kinds of charges against Ray, okay? And Garland and Monaco. Okay. Their claim is going to be, well, we were just doing their job. Well, you know what? That didn't work too well for the officers in Nazi Germany at Nuremberg, did it? Okay. That doesn't fly. If you broke the law, you broke the law. Mayorkas, he breaks the law every day when he wakes up for not enforcing the laws of the land. Every one of these people has major criminal liability, including the Biden family. Okay. And again, I mentioned this before. At the end of the God, the first Godfather, Godfather One, Michael Corleone is at a church. He's the Godfather for a little baby that's being christened. I can't remember whose kid it was or who the kid was, but they were christening the kid. And as that kid was being christened, in the, they were they were jumping back from the scene at the church to a horrific scene of somebody getting taken out. And they called it the night that the family, that they settle all family business. Trump's got to go in there with guns. Listen, they are trying to take, to take away his companies and put him in prison for the rest of his life and destroy his family. I'm telling you, that's not politics, folks. That's war. And he's got to go into the Oval Office on on day one with a warrior mentality. And this, and this, because I'll tell you what, I've said this a million times in this program, because nobody paid a price for that entire Russia scale. Okay? Because nobody paid a price. It emboldened them. And they went on to fake impeachments. They, we know now they impeached Trump in that Ukraine phone call for what Biden actually did. That's how sick this is. Nobody paid a price for any of that. Blazy Ford trying to take out Kavanaugh. She never paid a price. And because of that, they ran this giant January 6th operation to literally weaponize the government against half of the country. They would have never done that, had the, had the, had the courage to do that if there had been accountability for the Russia thing. If we want to get this country back on the right track, there has to be accountability. Ray, Garland, Monaco, Mayorkas, Sullivan, Blinken, Newland, and the entire Biden family. Now, Biden's probably going to write a bunch of, bunch of uh, pardons for him and his family on the way out the door. That's fine. You can still code them as unindicted co-conspirators and make sure that the name Biden goes down in the annals of history as worse than Benedict Arnold. Because my friend, oh, 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 you, you ready for this one? 
They found another $40,000 in Chinese funds that went from James, his brother, into Joe's bank account. And guess what? That was, that 40000 that came right after they got a 400000 input of money from China. Remember what they said? The big guy gets 10%. What's 10% of 400000 That'd be 40000 And it all happened in sequence. That's in addition to the two hundred they showed last week. This guy's so dirty. This guy's so dirty. I wonder if a, I wonder if a presidential pardon outweighs treason. That's an interesting legal question. I'd like to. I'm, I'm, I'm going to check out check that out. Talk to a couple of my legal buddies in the next few days. I, I wonder. I wonder. If, Committing treason would override a presidential pardon. That'd be interesting. Oh, by the way, they keep talking about the great Biden economy, the great Biden economy. Again, this isn't a major financial uh, uh, number that all the economists look at. This is just raw, real life. Estee Lauder, the makeup company, they're almost bankrupt. Their sales have gone to nothing. And that caused me to look at some of the other ones. L'Oreal, Maybelline, some of the other big ones. They're all in the same situation. And I started reading through some of these company uh, uh, representations, and they're saying our sales are dramatically down. And, I mean, bottom line, it's to a point now where women aren't even buying makeup. That's the great Biden economy, folks. Women aren't even buying makeup. And they'll probably miss meals before they stop buying their makeup. Crazy. Close out Biden went to Minnesota today to talk to rural America. Use the short steps. It was about a 20-minute motorcade from the airport to the place where he was going to speak at. Not one. Not one supporter in on that motorcade route. Not one! He got 81 million votes or so they want us to believe. There wasn't one, and Minnesota's a fairly, you know, it's a very democratic state. Not one person. Trump, man, he goes to play golf and there's a hundred people lying in the road. And I know that doesn't prove anything, but I mean, at some point, you just got to let your common sense take over, right? Oh, here's the other thing. They had probably about a hundred seats in that place. About a third of them were filled up. A third, that's 30 people for the President of the United States. Trump has a thousand people in line for the porta potties at his rallies. And by the way, it's interesting. It's very interesting because, again, watching this all you know through, through most of my life, usually when Obama or Clinton or Carter or any of the Democrats went somewhere to speak, almost a hundred percent of the time they would ship in a bunch of union workers because the 
Democratic Party unions were always very close, still are to some extent. They would ship in union workers and to make to, to make the crowd look good, right? And I know some people that actually went to some of those things. They were basically given like a a, a, a day off and a bonus or something to get on the bus and go to the rally, okay? So of course they were down for that. Take the day off, get paid, get paid a little extra. Um, so, I mean, that's, Democrats, that's just their standard MO whenever their president goes to speak somewhere. They ship in a bunch of union people to cheer and hold signs and everything. They didn't. They don't even bother doing that anymore. I mean, they don't even try anymore. They don't even try. And part of the reason is they don't carry the thing. They don't carry it because they can't. God only knows what Joe's going to do. They can't afford to carry it. By the way, Gavin Newsom uh, was coming back to California from his big trip to uh, Israel and China. And uh, he fell down a bunch of steps. He was kind of, uh, he kind of felt slipped and his feet came out in front of him. So he's kind of going down on his rear end. But just saying. Just, 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 just made a mental note of that when I saw it today. All right, let's talk about this war real quick. World opinion against Israel for cleaning up Hamas is growing every day. They're show, they're, the propaganda I told you was going to be crazy. Uh, of course, citizens being killed. You know, unfortunately, Hamas, Iran decided to start this war with Israel back on October 7th. And I'm sorry, this is what happens. Not every German was a Jew hater or a Nazi supporter. They weren't. But Germany was bombed into the next generation in those final months of World War II. And in the process, lots of innocent Men, women, and children, men, women, and children were killed in those bombing raids. That's war. Doesn't make it great, but it that's, you know, that's why war is something to be avoided at all costs. Like Trump said, people die. Biden's out there again talking about the stupid two states. So every time you hear that, man, you... The ire should rise up in you. Who is the United States to tell Israel to give away some of the land that God gave to them 5,000 years ago? And then you've got all the anti-Semitism going on in this country. I mean, so visible, not even hiding it. Yet the White House today introduces a national strategy to combat Islamophobia. Now, the reason they're doing that is because they know they got trouble with their, with their Muslim voters. Talked about that last night. Muslim support for Biden went from 59% to 12% in the last week and a half. And that's because of the support for Israel. The number one hate crime each year has nothing to do with Muslims. It is by leaps and bounds every year. 
hate crimes against Jewish people. That has always been the case. And they're even at a place now. If you if you ever see some old uh, video of Berlin, uh, some of the cities in Germany at the time they started the crackdown on the on the Jewish people, Kristallnacht. You know that whole period of time. If you remember, they used to put the Star of David, the yellow Star of David, on the Jewish stores. So people would not go there. You've got businesses in the United States of America on November 1st of 2023 that are being tagged with Star of David's for being a Jewish business. And let me just say this. As bad as it's been in the United States, Europe, I'm, I'm, I'm really fearful for Europe from this standpoint. They already have a very embedded Muslim population from all the Muslim immigration that they brought into Europe starting back in late 2014. Um, I think your, your first Muslim attacks on the West are going to come in Europe. Uh, we've seen that over the years. London, Paris, right? Germany. And while we are just sitting ducks based on the people that were led into this country illegally, uh, I, be- I believe probably some of the first outside of the Middle East attacks by Muslims on the West are probably going to come in Europe. Europe needs to be very, very high alert because they've been they've been dealing with this for the last what eight years, nine years anyway. But now with uh, everything that's going on in the Middle East, that's just going to stoke the fires even hotter. So I'm afraid in the coming, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised to see in the coming days and weeks uh, Muslim violence against. Uh, European countries. They had some massive rallies in Europe last weekend that were just massive pro-Hamas rallies, anti-Israel rallies. And if you remember, it was probably a couple years ago as these Muslim pop, as these Muslim migrants were, you know, infiltrating all these European countries that I remember a couple programs, I talked to you about the fact that um, Jews in Europe are seriously looking about leaving. It's just not safe. So that's got to be something that they're looking out for. Let's see here. Um, Oh, Israel's arming their citizens. Israel's another country where it's very difficult for average citizens to get guns. But they're loosing some of those laws. Guess who's upset about that? Well, that would be us. That'd be us. Telling Israel, you know, that's not a very good idea. Oh, really? I'll bet those people that were massacred by Hamas on October 7th wish they had guns that day so they could at least fight back. 
the world's largest wind farm developers, is shutting down two major U.S. projects. They said it is economically not feasible. The whole green energy scam is like just being broken at the seams. But you know what's going to happen? Let me tell you this. And thank God the Republicans have the House. I guarantee the Biden administration is going to try to figure out how to do massive green energy bailouts to these companies. It's a bust. If it Listen, if it worked, you wouldn't need the government involved. The private sector would have developed it, created it, made money from it, and it'd be up and running. It, it's not feasible. It's not feasible physically, and it's certainly not feasible economically. As countries in Europe who are a little further down this stupid green road than we are are finding out, have found out already. And they're trying to turn back to fossil fuels. Homeschooling in the United States has exploded in the last couple years. It started with the COVID thing, but it is exploding right now. Um, Parents are just, they're, they're done. They're done. They're done with these schools. I can't blame them. From the fact that kids aren't learning anything, start there, to then the fact that they're, you know, trying to groom their kids into something they're not, over-sexualizing these kids. I mean, you can't blame them. And the sad fact is, you know who's going to be left in the public schools? The poorest kids whose parents can't afford to homeschool them, don't have the uh, resources or ability to homeschool them, and they're going to end up with basically no education all at the end of the day. Speaking of that, there's something disturbing going on in this country. I've mentioned it a number of times. I'll probably continue mentioning it. And that is the fact that there is physical violence happening in this country like I've never seen in my life. We're talking about in every public setting you can imagine, whether it's a restaurant or an airport or a school, or just a park, whatever. I mean, we're talking about violence. And we're talking about some cases where you've got these mobs attacking one person. I mean, they're killing people. I mean, they're literally killing people. They're beating them to death. And it's happening in all races. And it's happening men and women. And it's happening in all ages. Now, primarily, it's younger people. But it is violence. Like, i got to tell you something I've never seen before. And, and, and the type of violence that they're, they're, they're dishing out is just horrific. Just horrific. Listen to this one. January 6th. The DOJ is still arresting Trump supporters who were outside the Capitol on January 6th. No violence. They were actually in an area where there were permits. But what they're doing is, the government, and I mentioned this to you before, a while back, they've got these, they're in these private, they're in partnership with these private companies. Okay? 
government agencies like ICE, the FBI, uh, uh, Secret Service, Homeland Security, the D Department of Defense. These government agencies are in, in partnership with private companies. And they're, these private companies are collecting hordes of private cell phone data, okay, from cell towers, and the government uses it to surveil and track movements of millions of Americans. It's called geofencing or geotracking, okay? Now, they're, they're still looking for anyone on Capitol grounds in locations that had no signs that you, you can't be on this part of the ground, they had no signs, but they're looking for people that were on Capitol grounds, even though some parts of the Capitol grounds had permits for rallies, and they're arresting you. They just arrested 100 people in the last week, just like this. Look at the, this is what I saw about the other night. Look at the resources they're dedicating still to January 6th. When those resources should be used to track down these millions and millions of illegals, many of who I guarantee you are right now plotting and scheming how to destroy America. Unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. I mean, they haven't taken their foot off the gas. And again, they're getting all this technical data from... Now, if they can track down all these people from January 6th, I guarantee you, if they put that same amount of time and effort and resource into tracking down some of these illegals, I guarantee they can track them down in five minutes. Use the same techniques you're using to track down these January 6th people who did nothing, yet they're ruining their lives. Still. And then you got this poor Roseanne Boiler. They knocked down, the, knocked down about 40, 50 stairs. Then they beat her to death. The Capitol cops did. Of course, just like Ashley Babbitt. The woman who beat her to death, she, she hasn't faced any charge. I think she got a medal. And now they're trying to trying to just dis, at, dis Roseanne Boylan's memory by saying, oh, she was a drug addict. She died of drugs. No, she did not. No, she did not. There is a coroner's report from the D.C. medical examiner two days afterwards where it was changed to say drugs, but we've got the video. Thank God there was video. We got the video of her pushing her down 30 stairs. We got the video of people trying to resuscitate her. We got the video of the Capitol cops pushing them away and a, and a, and a female cop beating her with the baton about a hundred times. And then they dragged her dead body to the side you saw an ambulance come about 30 minutes later and try to resuscitate her. She was dead by then. Yet they're trying to destroy her memory by saying, oh, she was a drug addict. These people are sick. I'm telling you, folks, if you haven't heard me all these years, hear me now. We're in a war for our country. This is not 
politics as usual. I started following politics when I was 10, 1968. It was during the Nixon, his first run for, or not his first run for, but it was the year he uh, won the presidency, Humphrey. And I've followed it ever since. This is not politics anymore. This is not how politics in this country has ever happened. This is not how our government has ever happened. Remember how they said Trump was breaking all the norms and, and he was going to destroy our institutions and stuff? Are you kidding me? He, he left office with a strong military, a strong economy, no wars, a closed-down border, oil and energy independence on the way to energy dominance. That's what Donald Trump left. All right. Before we get out of here tonight, run a little late. Before we get out of here tonight, if you never made a decision for Jesus, I'm going to give you a chance to do that right now. Because when this brief journey is over, all that matters, do you have a relationship with Christ? That's all that matters. Because don't forget, folks, I always want you to stay focused on the fact that while these are important issues, practical day-to-day issues, issues we have to talk about, understand, navigate our way through, the fact is the problems in this country are not political. They are spiritual. This is all part of God's punishment. I told you in the middle, probably the summer 2020, that I was totally convinced that God was finally pouring out his judgment on this country. When that COVID didn't go away like some of the earlier ones did. You know, we had SARS and MERS and, and swine flu. We had a whole bunch of them, you know, in the last 20 years. Most of them were gone in a very short amount of time. When we got into the summer of 2020 and that wasn't going away, I knew, I knew, I knew, I knew God's judgment was being poured out. And it's continued to be poured out. And we're going to have a day of reckoning on November 8th of 2024. If we can pull this country together spiritually, get people on their knees, turn this country back to God, back to his truth, I believe God will be merciful and help us to keep our country. All right. If you're watching tonight, you've never made that decision for Jesus. This is about you and you alone. And you want to make that decision now? Pray with me. Dear Lord, I come to you this night asking you to forgive me of my sins. I believe in my heart and confess with my mouth, Jesus is my Lord and Savior.